Welcome to State of Survival, where our team delves deep into the survival game genre, covering new releases, updates to pre-existing titles, and celebrating our general passion for survival games as a whole. This week we discuss Human and Z after its launch on September 18th, earlier this year. Now we've seen some games following in the shadows of survival games like Project Zomboid or DayZ, and often these clones don't really have anything to offer players other than the same game but lower quality or even a buggy mess. Yet Humanity brings the best aspects of Project Zomboid's hopeless setting, Daisy's primitive survival, and a strong co-op system that offers an exciting experience. Dumpgraw and I had our chances to play it at release, and it was fun. It seemed to lack the challenge and depth that we're accustomed to at first glance. We're happy to report we've been pleasantly surprised. Other than getting used to the game and its isometric camera angles, it was quick to get the hang of, and soon we were gearing up and building our base. After we had played, I was not sure how I felt about the experience. Dumpgrod, did you find the game went fun when you first played it? And did you think it offered enough challenge to be intriguing enough to return to? Yeah, so I found the game to be quite fun and engaging, and it had enough uh, fun and cooperativeness, as you mentioned, with the co-op to actually make the game very replayable, whether it's by myself learning to play the game better so I can play with my friends, or just my friends being able to jump into it itself with me. However, I'd like to say that I think Human Z actually is not a clone of Project Zomboid or DayZ, and like you said, it does take some of the good features from both games, and it kind of creates its own identity. It became its own thing. And I think that's actually what sold me on why it's so replayable to me is that it's not a clone of Daisy. It's not trying to be better than Daisy. It's not trying to be better than Project Zomboid. It went, hey, I like these features from these two games. How can I make it my own? And that's what exactly it did. I, I honestly agree fullheartedly. And it, it created its own identity while being relatable if you've experienced the other games. For example, one thing that it has that other games don't are special infected. Uh, you know, unique types. It, it provided a really good combat experience. And I had a blast playing the first time we played, but I was a little dismayed over the fact that we had only spent an hour or two in the game with full inventories, and we were almost putting down valuable goods just because our very large backpacks were already filled. The first two times we'd streamed the game together, the devs ended up watching the stream while we were playing and explained some of the server options that you can set when creating a server and change it while playing it with just a simple restart to the server to apply any changes you have. While at first uh, seemingly bland horde combat and lucrative looting offered little challenge, the settings that you can change, such as loot, PvP, uh, zombie population, as well as their strength and speed, really changed the entire landscape entirely. Dump, how was your experience the second time around where we had customization with a lot of aspects of the game that felt offered little threat or challenge the first time? Oh, it was like a completely brand new game. It really scratched that itch I have for a survival game. I like casual survival games, but they often get repetitive for me because like you said, we were choosing to leave behind the lucrative loot where in a survival game, I'm looking for ways for me to dump the things that I find everywhere, like stones or whatever else, 
to be able to pick up that lucrative loot or that good loot for base building or better weapons or even just basic primitive survival. Um, and that actually really shined in the new settings that you were able to get, which is really crazy because how did you find out about those settings, Jarl? So while we were streaming it the first time, I, I wasn't complaining about the game. I was making observations about it. A lot of people came in. And one of my most avid followers was like, this game sucks. It's way too easy. All the while, the devs were sitting in the chat trying not to, you know, shake up the flow of the stream. But I had mentioned that there were some changes I would make. I'd make the zombies a little bit faster. I'd make them hit harder. Um, you know, I'd, I'd make loot a little more rare. I'd enable PvP. I'd remove the fact that if you get infected and you respawn with it, you still have the infection. And luckily, that's when one of the devs piped in and said, hey, if you got a moment, um, let's open up your server settings and see what you have. And they completely changed the game, which had a lot of my people in chat go, well, why... Why is this not the default? And that's when it really dawned on me that this game's made for casual and hardcore survival players. Let me ask you this, Dump. With games like Project Zomboid or Daisy, do you find that some new gamers are easily overwhelmed and maybe even turned off by the titles? Yes, I, I do find that to be true. However... I actually kind of like that a little bit, and it's my eliteness coming out. It's the fact that I would rather have people who are willing to push through and learn how to play a game that may may have, let's say, some people may say convoluted systems, but the, um, the solutions are just complex and are well thought out, than have a game just kind of spoon-feed me the experience, and I only want to play maybe once or twice uh, before I give up on the game and shelf it. I agree entirely. There's something about learning the ropes of Daisy survival that gives you this badge of like, I earned this, you know, I'm actually using my experience because how many times did we fall flat on our face when first playing Daisy or Project Zomboid before we realized, oh, don't drink water bottles you find on the ground. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. Like Project Zomboid. Uh, oh, I shouldn't uh, smash every single window I go through and climb through it. Even though I don't get cut once, I'm always going to get cut eventually. You know, there, there's so many things about these survival games that it actually is not necessarily, I would say, a badge of honor, but more of a... I actually have found to play this game in a way that plays along with the difficulty that it's supposed to give me. Um, because it is all about replayability in the survival games. Let's just put that out there. These games most times don't have, have a lot of lore, a lot of story, or anything else really to offer for us to keep coming back other than what we make of it, what storylines we, um, we do of it, our roleplay, and the struggles we face in them. So I'm happy that the developers made casual settings, but I'm also hoping the developers also put in like maybe a settings choice config where it's all like casual and hardcore. So maybe the settings they did give you could easily be available to people when they're playing for the first time. Be like, oh, I, I want to do hardcore mode instead of casual. Yeah, I've, I've never struggled with learning these games myself. Um, I, I enjoy games that take a lot of time, but... The one thing I've noticed since I've started streaming is whenever we're looking for people to collab with or whenever we're we're thinking about inviting our mods or other community members to play with us, that a lot of my casual survival friends never really just tried 
Daisy or Project Zomboid or games like that because they just didn't want to overwhelm themselves with a burden of how difficult they can be. And it, I, what you said too kind of got me thinking. It's clear that the devs understand that because that was part of the conversation we had in chat. But also they did say there's some features that have not been implemented yet and indicating that that may be one of them. In fact, in the main menu of the game, there's even an option for a special game type that's currently locked, like a scenario type. But I love the idea of sitting down and playing the game in a server multiplayer casually and going, are you guys having fun? Okay, great. Go ahead and log out. I'm going to save it. We're going to change the game settings now that you have a basic hang of it. And within five minutes, we're in hardcore. It's such a really cool way to handle it. But I do agree that because these settings are somewhat hidden, for example, zombie difficulty, right? It's easy, medium, hard, or custom. You can't just flex the difficulties of the zombies to your own desire unless you choose the custom setting. If you put it on hard, then it increases their health, speed, and damage. I don't want the zombies to be stronger. I want them to be like zombies. I want to be able to dome them in the head and have them die. So it's nice that they showed me there is a custom setting that allows you to tinker with it, um, especially hostile human difficulty. Uh, the hostile humans were a joke when we played. We saw a guy with a gun. He missed every shot, and we beat him to death with crowbars. But like once we pump the human difficulty to hard and you find an outpost with humans, that is not something to mess with unless you get your friends and your you're fairly geared up. Um, a good example of that was the loot. We tried doing low loot with four players. How? What did you think of that dump? <laughs> uh, it definitely was harder. It was definitely more difficult. Um, I know you had trouble being the toilet bandit you were in the first time we played. And overall, <laughs> it felt like we were struggling for basic necessities. Food and water, uh, trying to keep up, um, you know those things so we can keep up our stamina because uh, us having a little food and water really hurt our stamina, which made quite a few of our fights a lot more difficult. Um, but it was nice. It was, <clears throat> I felt like even though there were four of us playing, we were all equally struggling because we all had to like literally exchange food and water with each other. And if we weren't actually playing as buddies or, like, so nice to each other, I could see easily some of us starving to death and, you know, it being a problem. Yeah, when we first started, uh, when I first discovered the settings, I had played with a couple people, just two-player. Low loot rarity works really well for two players. But when you have a full party, it's really a struggle. I mean, it got to the point to where we were constantly respawning just because we starved to death. Or, or became super dehydrated. Uh, so we did, for the four-player one, bump it to normal loot rarity, and that did fix it a little bit, but there was still scarcity. When Dump and I had played together, we didn't play with a full group of four. And that normal loot rarity, what I did to kind of balance that is I changed the loot respawn time to 120 minutes. That way, yeah, we had a lot of loot in these places, but once you drank and ate, you were that was it zombies were going to be respawning mm. sooner than the loot was. And I, what I loved about us with the loot rarity, I don't know how you feel about it was the time of dimension. You and I were running along and we saw that the zombies killed a deer and we were so desperate for food. We ran in and killed all the zombies and I skinned the deer and got the meat from it. And we were like, we have to eat this meat. I don't know if it's going to do anything to us, but we have to eat this meat. That's how desperate we were. And I loved it. Yeah, and you still fed us the tainted meat, and you laughed about it. 
Okay, I, to be fair, when I looked at my inventory, I gave us each two so that we would have 100, but there was nothing left for me. So I laughed at you guys about it, but the joke was on me because the meat was good and I had no other food. <laughs> but yeah, with gameplay... Yeah, yeah. Uh, not every person who experiments on his friends ever. Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, while we saw a couple updates uh, come from the game, I didn't notice anything gameplay-wise. Uh, there was small work being done to the game in its infancy, but I kind of appreciate that. People need to realize this game came out from a small team September 18th. And the changes that they are making are are very good. Like my game was running smoother even when we had four players. Even with the 2x zombie population, it was actually running better. And I'm excited to see what they bring in the new updates that are coming. They do have a roadmap that you could check out, and it indicated that some of their more recent additions will be VoIP, and I would love to get proxy chat in that game. That'll change it. But even later on, creating a framework for multiple story buildings, talking about clearing the junks out of the stairs and allowing you to go vertical and mod support. And you even showed me a little bit on that. Does the mod support intrigue you in any way? And also, once you answer, I'm curious to see what you would like to see coming to the game mod or otherwise. Um, mod support uh, intrigues me in any game, and the reason for this is that when some mod support is introduced into the game, it introduces the community to the game in a way where kind of, and I always hate to refer to this, and Daisy, the modding community understands Daisy code very, very well, which allows us to kind of not necessarily work on the behalf of the devs, but kind of explain it easier for people to understand about why this works that way or why this works that way. And it also allows us to address problems in the community of some of the, like you said, easier um, things. Maybe people don't like uh, food and water. Maybe some people make a mod that removes it entirely. And that way, all you have to worry about is cranking up a, a zombie population and making it into more of a, you know, survive the horde situation and stuff like that. Mods open up a world of possibilities in a game. And it prolongs the life of a game. So adding in mod support as the game's early on, which is great, by the way, because it means that people are introduced to how to mod the game. And then when the game has become fully released, because this is an early access, the mod modding community can already be thriving in this game. As long as they support the modding community and are willing to work with them and not break every mod, every update... I think this could be a great addition to Human Z. As far as the things that I would like to see coming to the game is I would like to see movable inventory items. The fact that I cannot arrange my own inventory without having to drop everything and pick up everything individually to organize it that way, I think is kind of sad. I should be able to shuffle things around in my backpack, move it where I want to and make it easier. It may not seem like a big deal because, oh, who cares? It's in your backpack. But for somebody like me who's played survival games, when I open my backpack, I want to know exactly where the, that medicine is. I want to know where my rags are. Mm -hmm. I want to know where everything is. So as soon as I open it, I can just deal with it. But that's the kind of stuff I like to see. A little bit more quality of life situation, stuff like that. Yeah, and with the inventory thing like you were talking about, I did learn something last stream by accident. If you have empty spaces on your backpack, so they have like an in-your-pockets inventory and then in-your-backpack inventory... As long as you have an empty space in your backpack, you can hover over anything that's in your pockets, middle mouse button, and it'll go to your backpack. And then you click on something in your backpack, click down on that middle scroll wheel, and it'll move it to your pockets. 
But like you said, that's still, you know, maybe you want medicines over here. It's a, it's a very Diablo type inventory system. And I would still be able to like to organize my backpack because when you die, you drop your backpack. And by the time you get to it, you might need certain meds. Well, if you know what general area they're in in your backpack, it's really easy to grab your backpack, run away, crouch behind something, click on it and use it. I think as far as mods go for me, what I'm most excited about is more diversity, more primitive weapons, more foods, more cooking, uh, more craftables, more vehicles. And from the little bit that I've been able to communicate with the two devs that were sitting in my stream, it really does feel like these devs are open to suggestions and feedback. And I hope that's what they use the modding community for, like Project Zomboid. Let the mods influence you in building it because i'd love for the modders to come up with professions that actually you know are different that offer you different things instead of just four or five professions i think that'd be really awesome um is there anything else about the game that you think we should bring up as far as our experience with it the second time um yeah i would have to bring up the fact that um i really enjoyed friendly fire um, we enabled that, and there were some hilarious moments where we made oopsies and uh, <laughs> hurt each other slash killed each other. I think somebody whacked somebody with a golf club and just oh, that golf them. club is terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that. But the thing is, is it really made us hesitate when our friends were in danger because I put a spear through some of the Zeeks. That's what they call the zombies in the game, and put it through Mock, the Zeke and the Mock, and took both of them down. But like. You don't think about that when you're playing some of these games, especially on these kind of PvE games, because there is no, uh, I would say, true PvP so far. The Friendly Fire is not real PvP. It's just there's consequences to your action situation. And I really enjoyed that. I think if you guys ever play with a group who are watching this, turn on Friendly Fire. It mm -hmm. changes how you deal with the hordes and the Completely, Zeeks Especially guns, because guns are so powerful. You could just mow down hordes. And But when we were trying to coordinate our fire, it made gunfights incredibly very verbose and, and diverse. Every time we played it, it was a different experience. My favorite friendly fire incident was when Dimension said, uh, you're all behind you. You've got a zombie. And I turned toward it. And then I raised my pickaxe and clonked Dimension right in the head down. To <gasps> but with that being said, I do have a question for the community. Should more survival games have a wider range of difficulty from casual play to hardcore play like Humanity Z does? Or should they just be a set difficulty? Would love to hear from you guys. Feel free to comment below if you haven't already. Uh, we always try to respond to our comments as much as we can. And I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. But from us, the state of survival, to you, thank you all for joining. Hopefully you enjoyed the video. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.